Hey folks, how's it going? Jovan Hutton Pulitzer here. Thank you for joining me for my program. Thank you so very much. By the way, um, do me a favor, if you would, would you please share? Would you please share the program right now? Turn your friends on to the program so we can help them to become the smartest patriot in the room. That's our goal here. And make sure you're subscribing across all channels, whether it be Facebook, or Twitter, or Twitch, or Rumble, or Telegram, or Gitter, or whatever the case may be, because you never know when the left is going to mess with this broadcast. Now, if you're joining me for the very first time, this is my radio program, a true radio program, FM radio program, just like you listen to your car when you drive or in the office or whatever. We're also a podcast, which is just the audio version where you can listen anytime, anywhere uh, on a delay. Or a vodcast where you can watch me and my face. And sometimes uh, we just kind of have laughing fits that I can't get out of, like we did the other day, having a laughing fit. You can only see that by tuning into the video part. The, the radio part is uh, pretty benign uh, compared to what happens when we all talk in video and get together. Anyway, I'm about to record my broadcast tonight. We're just going to have a very candid discussion about what I call. Well, political hypnosis and wiggle room and plausible deniability. I've been watching some of the chatter going on on Telegram as the Twitter warriors are out there fighting for America. And politicians don't like that. They do not like it if you wake up and you start demanding action from them. In fact, they get very upset. I'm going to tell you how it works, and I'm going to just kind of help you understand the political landscape of why you're so important, how they will do their best to try to blackmail you, and how all politicians use uh, bullcrap words and rainbows shooting out of their rumps and everything else promising you the world, but delivering, in most cases, absolutely nothing. That's what we're going to be talking about. So let's get ready to go for tonight's broadcast. Here we go. Cut the crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender-confused, emotional, socialist, snowflake crowd? Cut the crap. It's your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. He's known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. Hey, folks, how's it going? Jovan Hutton Pulitzer here. Thank you for uh, joining me for Cut the Crap. In case you don't know uh, why my program is called Crap, it's because I named it uh, after politicians. True story. Total crap. Now, I mean it as an acronym, culture, race, and American 
politics or culture, race, and American politicians, because when we mix these things together, culture, race, and American politics, everything goes to hell in a handbasket. Right now, our country is in the middle of a war. It is World War III. It is a digital war. You're in it whether you like it or not. Now, the difference is instead of guns and rockets and drones and everything else going on like a traditional war, this one is fought digitally. It is no less destructive. It is no less punitive. And it is uh, no less tiring. But everybody fights in this war. Now, one of the things that goes on is the mainstream media tries to convince you that you have no say, that um, you have no rights, and that you're just basically a meat puppet for the system. I kid you not. We're no more than battery units in the matrix. But the key to all of this is just to open your eyes. See, the system hates every one of us. I am not kidding you when I say that, and I mean both the left and the right. The Democrats and liberals hate conservatives, and conservative politicians absolutely, in most cases, hate the people. Now, I've come to this as my own belief, because at one time I would say, if I looked around the United States, I would have said, hey, we have one or two bad politicians in that city, maybe two or three from that state. My views now, after being in this, are a completely different about face. I now believe it's more like we may have one good politician in that state. We may have one or two politicians that are good in that city. That is how bad it is. When I say this, I'm not the politician pooping rainbows out my ass, promising great, wonderful messages and come by yad, we can all do this. That is not my goal. Now, I'd be a, I'd be a lot more likable by politicians if I played their little double speak talk, and I just went around spreading the rainbows and you know had these little rainbows streaming out our anus like politicians because they're just going around fluffing you and gaslighting you and gassing you with all this political hypnosis. And they're all they're doing is giving themselves wiggle room. And basically what they need is plausible deniability. So I'm going to share with you how this works. I didn't understand it until I started doing the Arizona audit. I was completely, completely naive. See, where I come from and my mentality is I say, well, fraud is fraud. And if there's any fraud, it's totally wrong and you call it out. Probably one of the number one sobering lessons I had to learn about this you learned it at the same time. You just didn't know what he was saying. It goes back to attorney bar, attorney general bar. Everybody expected him to do something about the 2020 election and to call out that there was a problem, a big, serious problem. But what he did is he came out and he said, 
we've decided not to hire or place a special prosecutor because we've looked at everything. By the way, that was a lie. But we've looked at everything and we've just decided there is not enough evidence of wrongdoing that would make a material difference in the outcome of the election. I'm going to repeat to you what that means. Many of you have heard it before. By the way, I want to thank everybody for joining the program. Shout out to all my listeners on FM radio, you know, listening in your car. Thank you very much. Real talk, FM 93.3. And thank every one of you for being here with me when I record this 7 a.m., 7 p.m., seven days a week, Central Standard Time. That's why I say it that way, 777. It's very easy to remember. When Attorney Barr said, we just don't feel like there's enough evidence of fraud to make a material difference in the outcome of the election, he's participating in political word sausage making. Here's what it means. If you and I got together in a state and our candidate lost, so let's say our candidate lost by 100,000 votes, and we found 90,000 totally illegal votes, uh, they were voted by illegals. Uh, they were duplicated ballots. They were printed on plastic trash bags. Wasn't even a ballot. Somebody went in and stuck a card in a machine and that. And we could prove 90,000 absolute fraudulent votes. And we run over to somebody like Attorney Barr and we say, look at this. Now, what we naively think is, wow, you found all that fraud. We've got to ferret out all this fraud. Well, the ways the laws really are written they can say, well, you know what? You haven't shown me enough to make a material difference in the outcome of the election. What that means is if you and I on our own with no help from these slippery slime balls, if we don't find enough fraud to show that the whole election should be erased, they don't have to lift a finger. And even if you came a few dozen within changing the number, or making it over that threshold, they're not going to lift a finger to help you. In fact, what will happen is if you your candidate won, uh, lost by 100,000, you showed them 110,000 bad votes, they're going to try to take off as many of those 10,000s by, they're going to look at that. Well, that's not true, and that's not true, and we're going to throw that out. We're not going to count that, because they don't want to lift a finger. The reason is because the political game has nothing to do with us. Nothing. It has everything to do with enriching themselves, staying in office, keeping power, and working the system to your favor for you and your family. Not us and our families, them and their families. Imagine going in and uh, you're you're working in the political system. All of a sudden, you understand how political contracts work, and you start doing political contracts. You start getting those contracts. Imagine you do those for a few years, and then all of a sudden, you get a couple hundred million bucks for that company. You learned it off the backs of your voters. Now, this is what goes on in these political circles. They do not want you to know it. I have literally been called out by lawmakers saying, what in the hell are you doing getting the people to call me and email me? I do not want to hear from them. Stop it. Now, of course, I'm not telling them to call an email. 
You're doing it on your own because you're trying to protect your vote. You're trying to protect your country. But they actually turn around and spew that vitriol at me saying, I don't want to hear from them. You would think these people should want to hear from you. That's what we're going to discuss tonight. I'm going to be real-time facts, and I'm going to unpack this, and we're going to dance on this political hypnosis. I'll be right back right after this. See, I told you learning how to tell the world to cut the crap would make you feel great. There's more to come. Jovan will be right back. The morning after the 3 November 2020 presidential election, Americans woke up to the stark reality that our great nation was under a new type of attack. This attack didn't come with mortars or bullets, but was an assault on our sacred election process. Since then, Americans everywhere have had to ask themselves if they really believe that our election was true and fair. We are in a time of large-scale government corruption, and many have lost faith in our institutions. That's why we formed the America Project for you and for the nation. The America Project was formed by a group of fellow patriots who are building the most pro-freedom and pro-American network ever known. The America Project will connect you with organizations, churches, small businesses, and individuals to help you win for America. The America Project is about actions and results. Join our team today. God bless you and God bless America. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and MyPillow. Well, during these times, your support has meant everything to us. So my employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. We're selling the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have my standard size MyPillow, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. Or you can get custom fit with my premium queen size MyPillows, regularly $79.98, now just $29.98. Or my king size, regular $89.98, now just $34.98. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive this exclusive offer. If you do it right now, I'm going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. Jovan, HuttonPulitzer.Locals.com is the only place a true patriot can stay informed, free of charge, without censorship. Over 18.5 million plays, it's Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. It's absolutely a government triangulation. They are literally putting Mike Lindell in the crosshairs. They get to choose 250 ballots of their choosing. Now you have the facts and the information to educate them and to open their eyes to what's really happened. Even I had no idea how dirty they play this game of censorship until I lost my social media. If you consider yourself to be a true patriot, it would be a crime not to visit jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com today. I guarantee you, you will absolutely be the smartest patriot in the room. We're back. Now let's continue to fight back and take back our country by learning how to tell the politically correct to cut the crap. Here's Jovan. Cut the crap is just what we want to be able to say to these politicians. 
because all of us just want to grab them by the lapel and just basically shake them and say, cut this crap. Do your job and do what you're supposed to do for us and pay attention to us. But this is not the way it works. So here's the racket as I have learned. One of the first hard lessons I learned was being called in to Washington, D.C. to share very specific information about how this fraud was done, how it was perpetrated, etc. And when you're discussing it, uh, basically, let's just say with House members, they don't really put the meeting on the books. What that means is, see, when you schedule it with their office, which they won't do, then it's on the books and discoverable because all of their correspondence uh, is able to be requested. So the way it works is they actually won't schedule a meeting. Many times they send their surrogates. You have to understand Washington, D.C. primarily and this is the same in the states, meaning in your individual state and your counties, politicians typically work through surrogates. They don't want to talk to the people directly involved. They don't want to schedule meetings with the people that could give them critical information. Because if it gets scheduled, it's on their books and can be discovered. So they have many uh, political operatives and handlers around them that are actually the ones that go take the meetings. They do that because uh, if a senator or congressperson had to turn over their records, there is no quote-unquote paper trail that you actually met with them. What that does is that gives them plausible deniability. They can say, I did not know this. Nobody briefed me. And it is all about having a patsy, meaning... They'll have many junior staffers around them, and the staffers will take the meetings and do the debriefs. If something goes wrong or it, com it comes out, they'll just say, my, my staffer didn't brief me. I didn't get it. Do you understand how this works? It's always about pushing it down to the lower level. It's the same with the counties and or uh, your election officials. When you look at how some of these things work when it comes to modifying, rigging, or running a, an election wrong, they will push it down to the lowest common denominator. Somebody knows how to do something, they'll kind of spread a word, put a bug in somebody's uh, ear about it, and then somebody will actually uh, do it. That's how they do it. And that way they push it down to the lowest rim, where if anything happens, it's underlings, and they can claim, I didn't know. I, I had no idea. That's how your politicians operate predominantly. Now, when they know the public is going to face off with them, see, this is the difference. As we've been through 2020, as you have become the smartest patriot in the room, you now know how to audit the politicians. See, our eyes are open. You can't shut our eyes once it's open. The politicians and the political operatives hate me for this. 
they do not want you to totally understand how it's done. Because what it does is it puts them in a very bad position that they're ultimately either going to out themselves or they're going to expose themselves. And the number one thing a politician does not want to do is they do not want to be ridiculed. They do not want to be exposed. They do not want to be outed. They just want to be admired because of the great political capital they have. They love having power over the people. I'll give you an example. Whitmer in uh, Michigan, right, has all this power there, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, and they get high off of power because they're able to do favors within their party. One of them is there was a new legislation that was introduced in uh, Michigan that said on the ballot for absentees and the application and everything for the potential voter, you have to tell them that you cannot vote more than one time in an election. It's that simple. You must tell the voter and inform them in writing you cannot vote more than one time in an election and you cannot cast more ballot. If you have multiple ballots, you can't cast them all and go to different precincts. Do you follow? It's a pretty basic rule. She vetoed it. That is the power, unfortunately, we give these people when they go into office. We give them the power to subvert the will of the people. We give them that power willingly. And many times it's just because we didn't audit these people when they went in. Literally, as we're speaking right now, there is a debate going on in Arizona, which we're going to talk about in the next segment. But I'm going to give you a little bit of primer here. This debate um, is... I guess you would call it a senatorial debate. It's uh, people that are running for senator. And as you know, the attorney general there, Mark Burnovich, you know, the guy you see chucking around on Twitter, he is supposed to be there along with uh, Blake Masters, who's one of the contenders that's highly regarded. Burnovich understood that he's about to be called out with people in Arizona that know the hardcore facts of the numbers he's received. Know for a fact he he has received these reports and been told very specific things. The problem is he doesn't want you to understand them. He doesn't want you to understand with thousands and thousands and thousands of dead voters on the Arizona voter roll still voting He doesn't want to answer uncomfortable questions like, how did 11% of them walk in and vote? See, it's not just about bad mail-in ballots. 11% of thousands of dead voters still voting in Arizona walked, walked physically into a location and voted. These are the questions and the facts they don't want you to ask and the facts they do not want you to know. So as I understand it, Brnovich just didn't show for the debate. Now, you would think that would be embarrassing for him not to show up. Well, he can actually claim, uh, my car broke down, my dog ate my lunch, you know, my homework or whatever. It gives them an excuse. But what they cannot afford, they cannot afford you to be armed and to know how to put them on the spot 
and expose them for the asses they are. But see, that's the power of you. That's why we do this. That's why we gather. I'm going to go into some specific Arizona stuff. Hang tight. You're going to love this. I'll be right back right after this. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daly on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight. Jovan will be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and MyPillow. During these times, your support has meant everything to us. So my employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. We're selling the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have my towels with proprietary technology, which makes them soft and absorbent. Towels that work, what a concept. They're made with USA cotton and come in a variety of awesome colors. My six-piece towel set is regularly $109.99, now just $39.99 with your promo code. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive this exclusive offer. If you do it right now, I'm going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. You've lost family. You've lost friends over all of this because they said you're a conspiracy theorist. Now you have the facts and the information to educate them and to open their eyes to what's really happened. In all systems, whether it be you're going to do a public company or you're going to be audited by a bank, they ask you and your accounts to look at everything down to the penny. Why don't we do this in our election systems? And it's because the auditing is set up not to find the truth. At jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com, you will receive the truth that the left does not want you to hear. Just go to jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com right now to hear the truth. Did you know that Jovan is the only private citizen which has a full webpage dedicated to him on the Secretary of Georgia's government website? Why? Because politicians are deathly afraid of Jovan, his reach, his fans, and his calling him out publicly and telling them to cut the crap. They know Jovan empowers the people, and corrupt politicians do not want the people knowing the truth. Now, let's get back to it. How every bit of this works is corrupt politicians absolutely do not want you to know the truth. If you know the truth and you understand how it works, then they're caught. That's why you must understand you have total power over this. You must accept it, you must understand it, and you must use this power. So let's go back to Arizona. Let's talk about Arizona. When you, we literally started out when we started looking at the dead files, when they said there were maybe 100 people accidentally left on the files, it actually started out at about 39,000 and change. That 39,000 got whittled down to it looked likely there was just under 8,000 could be verified out. Probably had about 1,800 iffy ones that they would haggle over. So we narrowed it down to about 5,800. If you look at all those voters, 
that uh, are still on the rolls, you find out an interesting thing. You find out that 69% of them voted in the 2020 election. You also find that of all those dead voters voting, 90 plus percent of them are on the permanent early voters list. That means they get a ballot mailed to them without question because it's permanent. That's how it's dangerous, by the way. And then you dive into the numbers and you find out, well, 11% of them actually walked in and voted. How the hell they do that? That's a pretty nifty magic trick. And so when you dig these numbers and you find the people and you find the data and you turn it over to them, at that point and only at that point are these people's backs against the wall. If you hand them just a spreadsheet and say, this is what we think are dead voters, shame on you. And the reason is because they will use an excuse that basically says, uh, well, uh, um, we'll look into it, and then you'll keep on following up and everything else. You'll keep on following up. And all of a sudden, you will find out that, that they say that they say they don't have the staff to be able to research it all. They're working on it, they promise you, they're working on it, but they just don't have the staff to research it all, right? Again, that's a lie. That's a absolute lie. And that is why when we show them key things that went on and we show them how this rig works, and you do their homework for them, you have all the power. You absolutely have all of the power. But it's up to us, we the people, to do it. But they do not appreciate it. So just like Brnovich in Arizona, he should know all these facts, right? When you have hard facts, you can show them the voter rolls. You can show them how this person voted. Here it is. Here's their vote. They don't want to get caught on the spot that they have to try to explain that. Therefore, they'll just not show up for the debate. Probably in Brnovich's cases, he'll make an excuse that, oh, I had a television appearance or whatever. They'll call in their buddies. They'll do favors. It's all about political cover. So I'll give you another example. I talked about the other day, I told you that in trying to get all of the senators to understand exactly what the rig is. By the way, all of the key people on all of the boards that make these decisions in the Senate get overnight sign that they have to sign for packages from us. Their name's on it. Here it is. It's delivered. It has to be signed for. So we can show evidence that it was delivered to them. But the, you would think as critical is as election fraud is and how much Arizona and the United States of America needs this solved, not one senator or rep in Arizona has been debriefed on the findings. Outside of what you kind of saw on TV, which is all about show, when the, the one happened in July and one happened in September, they literally don't want to be briefed. If they're briefed, they have a problem because their excuse is always, 
nobody informed me. I, I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't understand. That's all cover. So I'm going to run through a few for you to kind of uh, help you understand how this game is played through surrogates. Because surrogates are a key part of this game. I told you the other day, I told you about a scenario that, and you already knew it. I mean, you knew there was an attorney running interference for the state of Arizona. So in all of this for the Senate, there is an attorney that handles the Senate. We went over this a long time ago that the attorneys kept cyber ninjas from putting certain things into the report. They would say, we're not going to put that in there. We can't put that in there. We don't want that in there. We know that the attorneys basically threatened that, hey, look, you're under our umbrella. I'm talking about Doug Logan. You're under our umbrella we keep you from getting sued. We have to defend you if something's wrong. But if you put this in, you're on your own and you're going to get sued, which is what they did anyway. But that's how they play the game. It's all many times about political extortion. Well, I shared with you in trying to get one of these debriefs done so we can get it on the record that they had been fully debriefed. I'd been trying to work with Karen Fan to try to get it done. And it's all kind of being arranged. But at the last minute, the attorney chimed in and says, we want to see everything you're going to uh, show her. And any question or any findings you have, you got to run through us first. Basically, what it did is it stopped the meeting and it put the attorney in a position of power. You must debrief us and we must approve it. Well, the reality is the attorney does not have that power. The attorney is not required to screen it. The attorney is not required to screen what a finding is. A study or an audit is a study or an audit. Here it is. This is who the contract's with. Here's the debrief. It is only is what it is. It's not here's 50 things. You just take out what you don't want in there. Do you follow what I'm saying? Now, when I shared that we're going through this drill again, trying to get it presented, I explained to you that a lawmaker said, man, uh, we don't want to try to force Karen Fan because she might not sign our election integrity bill if she gets pissed off that people are pushing her to have this hearing. So I explained that scenario to you. Evidently, people reached out, took uh, this attorney's public information, by the way, and started calling him and saying, what are you doing holding this up where the people that need to see it, see it. Why are you even inserting yourself that you need an approval? Well, I watched some of the chatter, right? And some of the chatter that happened, which is, is very funny. Somebody in Arizona with the political party says, Corey doesn't have the authority. It's not his role. And further, Corey prevented the Department of Justice from taking over Arizona's elections. Now, I want you to pay attention to that. Further, Corey, that's the attorney, prevented the Department of Justice from taking over Arizona's elections. He's not the enemy, and it's really important to learn how all the levels of government works before putting out calls to action. I firmly oppose doxing people. It's illegal. It's not appropriate. Number one, nobody was doxed. It's public information. It's called going to his website, and his phone numbers are listed there. But now I want to kind of go back to it. This person who is in politics clearly says 
Corey prevented the Department of Justice from taking over Arizona's elections. Now, even people that have basic civics class and lessons know the Department of Justice cannot take over an election. In any form or fashion, they cannot take over an election. Individual states have their own laws. Individual states run their own elections. But now you have a surrogate that steps in, and the surrogate says, don't get mad at the attorney. He uh, personally stopped the Department of Justice from taking over Arizona's elections. Now, number one, this can't be done. But now you understand the role of a surrogate. It cannot happen. The federal government cannot come in and take over an election. Our elections are not federalized. Our elections are state-run. So trying to say that somebody saved Arizona from the Department of Justice and and can't, uh, uh, if it wasn't for him, the Department of Justice would have come over and taken over our elections. You have to understand, they can't. So this is what's called murking the water. So they basically said, hey, um, don't be calling out this fellow Corey. Don't he didn't even have that. So this debate went on for a while. And here's what it routed into. This person, again, this person supposedly in politics, with, with a great name in politics and grassroots in Arizona, said, Corey has zero power over the Senate. Now I ask you a question. If you can keep something from being in an audit report, I never knew that an audit report could be audited. I mean, it could be modified. I, I always thought when an auditor does something, you just hand over your findings. Here it is, right? Well, come to find out when you look at the agreement for Cyber Ninjas with Arizona, it in fact states that they can approve or disapprove what the final report is. Doesn't that strike you as weird? that you order an audit, you sue for an audit, you do an audit, and but you have the right to edit what people see. I don't think that's I don't think that's legit. Anyway, this person went on to say there's there's nowhere in the state constitution that says an attorney holds power over the Senate. This isn't a thing. Posting his personal self phone number is doxing because you intend to harass him over false al allegation. It's inappropriate. If Jovan said that, then he doesn't know what he's talking about, and he should read the state and federal constitution. No attorney has such power. Then it's closed with a footnote. A great way to make sure he never gets an audit audience in front of the Senate and kills the pending in election integrity bills is by driving a mob against innocent people that work for the Senate. Now, I, I want to unpack this for you. Number one, nobody said it is Corey 
that decides the meeting. Nobody said it is Corey that decides the Senate. What clearly was said was Corey ran interference and says, I need to approve what you're going to present. I need to hear everything you're going to present and I need to approve it. Do you know what my answer was? That was my answer. I sent him nothing. I gave him nothing because it's not who I report to. And it's not his position to decide what a report is or what's in it. Now, there wasn't any doxing involved because all the numbers are on his website. I understand that somebody put that out there on his website. But let's unpack the bottom part of it. The bottom part of it says that Jovan has no state and federal constitution. This is the same people, the same person that said Corey single-handedly stopped the Department of Justice from taking over Corey, taking over Arizona's elections. That's a little bit of a contradictory there. They say that I don't understand the Constitution. He doesn't understand. He should read the state and the federal Constitution. But at the same time, tells us this attorney single-handedly saved the state of Arizona from the Department of Justice taking over their elections. What I want you to understand is this is called political cover. This is how it works. When we call out Brnovich, when you call out Brnovich for stop chucking around, a few things happen. When you attack him for look at the facts, idiot, and stop messing around, two things happen. He'll do an appearance somewhere on TV. That's the media alliance. And he will talk about, we have to stop these illegals. Well, what that is, is one is political cover. Second is deflection. He won't talk about the the crimes. Deflection. He'll already say he did his job because he prosecuted. He found one woman who voted her mother's ballot. Her mother was technically dead before the election. That's a no-no. She still sent it in. They found it, and they basically said, we're going to put you in jail, or you're going to do a plea bargain. What he did was what's always been done throughout history. They will find one. They will take one. And that way they say it's voter fraud. The problem is this is not an election that had anything to do with voter fraud. This is an election that had everything to do with election fraud. And they're two different things. They're two different things. We must prosecute in this scenario for 2020 election fraud. People colluding together and doing nefarious things to swing the outcome of the election, not individual voter fraud. This is basically, it's, it's hand down, it's racketeering. When you get people, as you've seen in, in, uh, 2,000 mules. Hopefully you'll go see the movie and support it. When you see people taking photos of the ballots and doing them in, that is a criminal 
uh, enterprise that somebody's paying them to do this on a wide scale across county lines. It is the definition of RICO. But the system doesn't want to do with that and deal with it. And the reason the system doesn't want to deal with it is because it's gone on too long and too many people have benefited from it. And these politicians are just terrified. That's that's it. They're just terrified. I think there are more politicians terrified than there are politicians that are maybe in on the steel. But it's a racket, and it's a racket that nobody wants to deal with. But the only people that have the power are us. We are more powerful than all the money doled out. That is what they don't want you to know. We are more valuable to this process than all of the money anybody got paid illegally. Because what they can't afford is too many people to know how it works. But then they hold you hostage. Remember I told you back on one lawmaker said, well, I can't do that. We can't do that because we'll upset Karen Fan, And then she won't approve, won't get the votes that are needed for the election integrity bills. Let me ask you a question. Do you think uh, bills for election integrity should be a negotiation? I don't. Why would any bill about election integrity be up for negotiation? It should be, this went wrong, this went wrong, this went wrong, this went wrong. Here's the hole, here's the hole, here's the hole. Plug the hole, get it done. And it's sealed and it doesn't happen for anybody. It doesn't happen against the left. It doesn't happen against the right. So why is an election bill a negotiation? It's not, but this is politics. And so even you can have people that champion it for election integrity. By the way, most of these bills are horse crap, all kinds of holes, don't solve anything. Sound good. When you read them, they sound good, but they kind of make them up. It's word salad. It has no teeth. Bills are only good as how they're written. And they didn't reach out to figure out how to write them to make them, you know, stick. But why would somebody, anyone, I I know I'm a political hot potato. I accept that. But here's the deal. I'm not a politician. I'm not a pundit. I'm not involved in the political process. Yeah, I do the audit and study for compliance and stuff. But my client is the United States of America, you, the voter, it's all, that's all I care about. Period. It's what you think politicians should or would care about, but they don't. Why don't they? How can a bill be negotiable? So this same person who has clout in the, in the grassroots made sure she added to this post A great way to make sure he, meaning me, never gets an audience in front of the Senate and to kill the pending election integrity bills is by driving a mob against innocent people that work for the Senate. The innocent people in this process with the 2020 election 
are the voters. Not a single person in politics or lawfare. Not a one. The innocent people that we must protect are the American voters. Those are the innocents that got hurt. Typically, politicians cannot handle the truth. And the truth of the matter is, well-documented, all of us talked about it during the audits, well-documented, that the attorney basically said, we're not going to include this, we're not going to include this, we're not going to include this. And there were all kinds of people politicking from behind the scene. Randy Pullen, Ken Bennett, they were all trying to get their words in. They're all trying to neuter it down. Literally, we don't want to piss anybody off. You don't do an audit to make friends. You don't do an audit to win friends or influence people. You do an audit to find out what happened. It should be as agnostic as, here are the facts. Now, every single initiative that I've seen around the United States of America of people attempting to get audits or people trying to get a hold of the ballots, I've noticed one interesting common denominator. Somewhere along the line, somebody within the party recommends, hey, help this attorney will help you out. And then there is one common denominator after that particular door opens. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. So I just wonder for the American voters, because we're all affected by Pennsylvania, Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, all the places, Georgia, where this happened. We're all affected by it. We all have a vested interest in it. We all have a vested interest to see what happens. So I think we're the innocent ones. I'm not a politician, but I do know enough about the Constitution, state and otherwise, that the Department of Justice can't come in and take over the election like your message says. I'm sorry, they can't. And so for you to hold up an attorney that that attorney single-handedly or otherwise saved Arizona from the Department of Justice taking over the election is crap, is dissembling. The second part of it is what you did is you threw out in your message there a veiled threat, back off or we're not going to get our election integrity bills. I want to tell you something, uh, folks. The election integrity bills aren't going to do crap. Even if you get an election integrity bill that says you used a super secret, wonderful paper with 85 secret transactions in it to confirm it, it means nothing. You know why? Because that doesn't fix the problem. Because if you can't even get the ballots to audit with the super secret secret sauce in it, it means nothing. That's why words matter. That is why you, the American citizen, must get involved with this. That is why you must understand how this happens, how it works. And that's why I'm transparent with you. When you ask a 
elected official, what are you going to do about our broken elections? You're asking too open-ended of a question. Because they'll always say, I care about election integrity. I'm going to do everything for election integrity. Your vote must count, and I'm going to make sure every vote must count, and this must be right. That's nothing, folks. You have to, you're going to have to modify your words. What Brnovich knew, though, was he was walking in to people who say, okay, Brnovich, 5,800 dead people voted in Maricopa. 11% of them walked in, right? 99, let me check my number here real quick. I'm going to give you the exact number. Hang on. Let me find it. Ready for, check this out. Ready? 95.98% of all the precincts in Arizona have dead voters voting in them. Here's another interesting number. 89.3% of these dead voters are on the permanent early voters list means they automatically automatically get a ballot no matter what so the question you ask an attorney is how can you have 50 plus percent of the margin of the election were votes cast by dead people how can you have that it's got to be that exact. And you let him answer. And then he says, well, tell me how, okay, if you have 59% of, 50 plus percent of the margin in this election vote, how did 11% of them walk in? See, we understand that the mail system's broke. You can't have permanent uh, mail uh, voting list. You have to vet them. And there's got to be something wrong with the walk-in if dead voters are walking in and voting. These are the questions they cannot afford to have you uh, question. This is why they can't afford to take meetings. I'm going to release a report tomorrow. Tomorrow you'll be able to quote all this. I'm going to do a specials on locals. I'm going to give you the numbers. Then I'm going to release a cheat sheet for everybody to do it. But those are the exact numbers. It's part of the work that we have to do. And that's only one area. That's just one area. Now, let me just ask you a question. If the rule says, okay, if this was an election in Arizona that was won by 10,500 votes, roughly, I'm rounding up, 10,500 votes, but 5,800 of them came from dead people, Do you still think it's okay? They say, well, that's not enough to make a material difference in the outcome of the election. Do you think that gives them an excuse to walk away from that and not deal with it? No. And so then you roll it into these AGs and you say, okay, um, here you go. So you're telling us your voter rolls are clean. A dead person can't get on there. There's no problem. Well, uh, how do you explain that uh, 1.7 million of your Arizona voter records were checked in 2021 and 58% of those didn't even match a social security record? It means it really wasn't a real person. How can you keep on saying, if if you can't even make sure they have a social security number and they're on your voter rolls, 
How do you keep on denying even dead people vote? The bottom line is you don't know. It's not clean, which is why it all needs to be burned down and you start over, but you start by cleaning it. How can you have 10% of the voter rolls in Arizona? Remember, when you have 2.5 million, 2,575,416 registered voters in Maricopa County, Arizona, you got 10% of them live at an address that is not an apartment complex, but has 10 or more voters voting from that address. How is that okay? If you have to use your home address, why can you have a restaurant that has 70 people claiming the restaurant's their home? This is the deal, folks. And so I just want you to understand how the political cover is. Most of these people don't fight their own fights. Most of the people that come into these groups to try to dispel that are, are not being intellectually honest. One of the ones I laugh about is, is Maricopa. The ABC station in Arizona did something very unique in 2019. Do you know what that was? They went out and hired a guy that's supposedly a specialist in election data. Now, number one, there is no full-time position in the networks for election data. These guys come up cyclical. You know, they come up during election time. That's when you see the pollsters and all that crap, right? When people are voting. Why did ABC hire a full-time election analyst and have him put out content every day starting in 2019? Do you know why? Because they knew this was coming. That's where they tipped their hands. They all knew it was going to be a kludge fest. They knew the public was going to be upset. They knew the public was going to be saying, Joe Biden didn't win this. And in 2019, long before the 2020 November election, they hire their specialist. They can't help but tip their hat. And so many times you kind of have to go back and look in time at some of these things, just like we find out we weren't even in a pandemic yet. We were barely social distancing. Our first big holiday we missed because of the pandemic was 4th of July. But yet... The ballot printing company ordered the single largest order in history of envelope stuffing machines. How'd they know? The United States Post Office takes a photograph of every piece of mail that goes through the system. They keep it for investigatory processes for six years. Why, in 2020, April, before the election, did they suspend that whole process that's never been changed and turned it into 30 days instead of six years, because you know you can't figure out anything in 30 days, 
We get all through the election, get into the brand new administration a few months, and then they turn it back on to six years. How did they know? How did Bernie know that all these states were going to be counting ballots overnight and going to stop? And you're going to think Trump won, but you're going to wake up in the morning, they're going to tell you Biden won, and he's telling us in October. How did they know? So the only reason I talked about this is I want you to understand political cover. I want you to understand political hypnosis. They're playing for their own jobs. They're only trying to keep their jobs. They're not trying to keep your jobs. They're only trying to take care of them and their political futures. They're not trying to secure our future. And they will sick people in and on these debates to do it for them so they don't have to. But when they really get pinned, they'll just be a no-show, which is what Bernovich did. He knew it was coming. They know in Arizona you have the stats, real, true, hardcore stats. And that's why they're avoiding you like the plague. Because it's very simple. They don't care about us. But they are terrified of us. And that's why I just want to remind you as I close. It is you that makes the difference in this. I'll take the heat. They hate my guts. It's totally okay. I don't need to be loved by a politician. But I do need you as an American voting citizen to be the smartest patriot in the room, to be able to see through this stuff, to understand the word sausage, to understand the games, so we can tell them all to cut the crap. Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut the crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut the crap. Cut the crap's not just a radio program, it's a movement. The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority, and we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Jovan Hunt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week, and between now and then, take a stand and tell them all to cut the crap. Hey there, think of all those people who mocked you for being a conspiracy theorist. Are you ready to become the smartest patriot in the room? Well, now's your chance to join me on Local. It's exclusive. It's a free trial membership where you can use to determine if my work, my insight, my content, and what I do to educate you to fight this fight for our country is worth it. And this is a whopping $4.16 decision since that's what the membership is with an annual subscription. Now, you have to decide if $4.16 a month is worth becoming the smartest patriot in the room. So are you willing to spend $4.16 to gain the knowledge and insight it takes to make sure your country and our way of life survives? Is 